Hello again, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to your latest convention-related podcast, Conjob. This week, Alexa and I are doing the long-form pod that everybody asked for, and we go over a few different topics, and we hope that you enjoy it. If not, well... Without further ado, Alexa, how's it going? It is uh, it is a day, and I'm going to say it's a day because it's been a day. All right. I like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the people have spoken. They, they have, they have spoken. Um, kind of like the, uh, kind of like the guy in, uh, in Star Wars. I have, I have spoken. Um, and we're listening. Yeah. This is, uh, th- th- welcome to the long con. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> this is, <laughs> and you shall receive. this is an hour and a half of me and, me and you, uh, droning on about everything and anything in the, uh, the convention world. Yeah, well, so again, like we said last time, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I I am excited because um, I feel like there's a lot of people that they tell me they're like, yeah, you know, we we like to listen to it on our drives. Um, you know, we like to listen to Con Job because you know we're going to the show. You know, we'll listen to last year's review on the show and kind of know what to expect. But then they don't have anything else to listen to because. They like listening to the, to the episodes kind of, you know, either as they come out or as reviews. So um, if you guys do more than two shows a month, then you're not still not going to have anything to listen to. But we're going to try as long as our schedules will allow us and Ryan doesn't take a million vacations. Well, no um, exactly. Um, I already know you've got like 800 vacations planned for the rest of the year. Um, uh, and get you guys some... Uh, some some longer content. Right, right. Yeah, we'll have a different topics. It's not just going to be an hour and a half about one thing more more than likely, but you never know. We can ramble. Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's something that, you know, that warrants a half hour, you know, 45 minute discussion, then obviously we're going to talk about it. Um, and again, but, keep us posted with what you want to hear, too. It's always good to just give us a topic. Exactly. That's that's one thing that, you know, we're not going to be able to just come up with topics on our own. We're going to need some help from you guys, you know, tell us what you want to hear. Um, but, you know, remember at the end of the day, you know, Ryan and I, these are our opinions. We are not the gospel, you know, we're not, uh, we are, well, I mean, you think you are, but, um, (laughs) but no, we're not the gospel. You know, we don't, uh, we don't know everything. And, you know, some of the stuff that we're going to talk about is, you know, some stuff from the room bill, um, you know, some stuff that hasn't been fleshed out yet, or, you know, stuff that we've heard in conversations with other vendors or stuff that has like just kind of popped up in some of the groups that we're in. Um, you know, so with that, uh, with that said, I guess, uh, I guess that leads us to the first segment. Yeah. So we're going to hit up, uh, I, how, how long ago was this? Did this news come out? A couple of weeks. About um, it's it's been a few weeks. So, well, it's been a while because there's some other stuff that has happened. Um, 
so some read pop shows i'm just i'm just gonna call it out like it is um you know earlier in the year emerald city you know the the vendors that were there were kind of hit with some surprise charges depending on the size of the vehicle that they drove um you know they had to pay more expensive um like i i talked to a vendor that that literally had to pay almost ten thousand dollars in drayage and yeah like they were they were upset because they're a small business you know they're not they're not one of these these businesses that has you know has a a, uh you know a half semi-trailer or a semi-trailer or you know a big um big rider truck that they bring in on pallets you know they they literally bring their stuff in in boxes on carts so you know the news now is is what because i don't know the full the full thing so you're gonna have to help me here ryan yep what uh what what exactly is going on because it has to do with supercon correct now they're going to be charging for anything over what was the size i, mean, I thought you remember the size because remember me walking i think it was a minivan like a anything minivan bigger than a minivan. Right. and it was going to be an ungodly amount of money like per uh item right i know i know you weren't allowed to do um you weren't allowed to do uh dollies right it had to be regular two-wheeled things you couldn't have a four-wheel dolly that's yeah that's what we were hearing yes correct yeah you couldn't have a four-wheel dolly so you could use a two-wheel dolly and that was acceptable but a four-wheel dolly apparently that's frowned upon so which (laughs) i don't get but okay Uh, but a four-wheel suitcase is fine i know that because because i have four wheels on all mine and they roll right in apparently with no problem so So the the other thing probably weigh and they probably weigh more than some of those dollies right well, the other thing that we'd heard was that uh, um, you only had like, if you were unloading, you know, a vehicle that was smaller than a, uh, you know, well, that was a minivan or smaller, that you, uh, um, oh, brain fart, you you only had fifteen minutes, and that was that was something that was kind of wild, like. 15 minutes to, to unload. A lot of these places give me 30 and I still can't get my van unloaded. Um, so that it's kind of a lot. And can you, can you do me a favor while we're, while we're talking about this, Ryan, because I know you've got access to that information. Can you, can you go ahead and look that up real quick um, on, on where that, uh, that discussion went? Because I, I definitely, you know, this is older, it's older stuff, but you know, for people that are going to that show and for anybody that's going to a show that has, um, you know, that has union in the building, which is most convention centers, um, you know, you, you need to make sure that you're reading all of your documentation because this is a big deal. I know, um, you know, going back and, you know, going back to my, my dapper day experience, you know, I, I got to tell you, you know, had I not known that that show charged the amount that they charged to bring in boxes, I would have paid a ton of money yeah. in their charges. But, you know, I did, did a little bit of reading, had some people make some suggestions, and, you know, there we are. Um, 
but I know the it's either per piece or per pound. I can't remember with um, with Supercon, and I don't know if anybody's come out with any clarification on you know if this was real or not. But did you did you find it by chance? No, not yet. I'm still looking. But with the remember, we kept saying this is all hearsay. Like I don't I don't know if anybody if we had. I mean, was it in the email? I don't know if the email spelled it out specifically. Right. So. The email doesn't, but the um, the exhibitor kit talks about it. And I know there's in some of these some of the groups that we're in. There's a couple people that like that apparently it's, they called. It's by pound. It's by pound. Okay, it is by pound. Yes. Um, and and it's like a dollar sixty eight or something like thirty five. Dollar thirty five. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. dude, for me, like if I bring. If I bring 40 boxes of glass into a building, 40, okay? Now, it takes 11 boxes to fill my display, and it takes another 10 to fill, like, to fill my table display, and then another 10 to fill the walls. That, that's literally only, like, one cycle of inventory. So if I have a busy show, I'm going to be running thin, for me to bring in those 40 boxes, it's going to cost me $1,350 one way. Right. So here, so what do we have is if you have, if you have a box truck, commercial van, sprinter van, or trailer, you must use the docks and use the union. It will cost $135 each way, load in and load out. So, I mean, think about that, $1.35 per pound. So, you know, if you... I mean, what do you have in glass? I mean, yours is glass, so it's not, I mean, geez, it's not like you have just paper or, you yeah. know, you're bringing in paper towels. So, yeah, you go ahead and do that. That's You're talking a 1,000 pounds. Well, a 1,000 pounds and, like, both ways. Right, right. Well, I mean, obviously, you hope it's less going out, but, yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still, you're, let's, let's say I sell 50% of my inventory. That's still... 24 almost $2,500 and that's not including you got to remember that's not including any of my display stuff that's just glass that's, that's not even tables because remember you're going to need to bring your own tables yep because you don't right. get tables at that show right yeah that's not including your the wood you use to display you know for the glass to stand on so it you know and your yeah, or, or you, have the, the, you have the one set up with the tv too well, or the, the 20 shelving? to 25 pound grid. Right. The shelving that I bring in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm probably looking at about 16 to 1800 pounds. Yeah. It's right. Safe. And that's, yeah. That plus, so you do that math. $1.35 times that is going to be ridiculous. And you're going to have it on both. I mean, obviously less both, you know, on the other side, but it's still, it's still, it's still going to be something. Exactly. Yeah, that's. I mean, honestly, how many people have we talked to in our chat that just said, "I'm flat falling out, I'm not doing it"? And so here's the thing, though. I mean, okay, yeah, this is super common we're talking about. Yeah, it's not the end of the world if you're gonna pull out of that one. But what if this? I mean, let's assume. I'm pretty sure it's safe to assume that this is gonna happen in New York as well. Yeah, and they're, I they're a lot bigger union than Florida. Florida. I mean, I. Jeez, I didn't even know Florida had unions. I'm sure that I know there are, but you know what I mean. As far as the, the Supercon goes, this is the first I've heard of it. But um, New York, it's like a guarantee. That's that's what drives that state, you know. Yeah. So, so I, wonder, are, I mean, and, those are, and, and people who do New York bring 
anywhere from two to five times more uh, stuff to New York than they do to Supercon. Exactly. So, like yeah, I, I know I'll have at New York this year, I'll probably have just in glass, probably 3000 pounds worth yeah. of glass. So what you're going to have is someone like you. I mean, I know Supercon has that parking lot. That's like kind of across the street, but still, how many trips is that going to take you? It's already a lot of trips from your van, you know, inside the convention center to the to your booth. Now you're going to have to walk across the street and on the sidewalks. Like, you have well, to make like ten trips if you had to do. Or, like, that's an option, but who's going to want to do that, right? Or, or do I do I just rent a minivan and do lend a hand outside right. and make nine, you know, nine trips with the minivan because I can't spend that amount of money. Like, it, it, let's say it's a dollar fifty for three thousand pounds. That's forty five hundred bucks one way on a forty five hundred dollar booth. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then again, coming the other way. Now, this is this we're we're, we're making assumptions, and I don't want to make assumptions. I, well, I what haven't are we assuming seen. Here? What are we assuming we're, here? Though? We're assuming it's going to happen at uh, it's at, at New York, and we don't oh, know for right. sure. Okay, because I was going to say we know it's happening at SuperCon, and why would it not be at New York, which is a very big state in terms of uh, union? So, but anyway, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I don't want to make that assumption and freak people out, but I I do want people to be fully aware that there is a possibility that it could happen. I mean, end of the day, there, there is a distinct possibility that we are going to see these, these conventions, some of these conventions in the larger areas, we're, we're going to see them become almost unattendable for anybody that's not an artist that wheels their, their four bags in. Or a major, major company. And I'm going to tell you right now, fans are going to be pissed about that. Because, you know, a place like, uh, let's say, uh, I mean, not any of these guys that do, like, the minifigs or, you know, co comic book guys. Do you think these comic book guys are going to pay drayage on their books i mean geez man a, a long box weighs what 60 pounds right completely so, yeah yeah and some of these guys bring they probably weigh more than 60 but some of these guys bring you know 50 to 100 long boxes in big trucks oh that's true it, at what point like that gets scary. I mean, I'm thinking about the long box guys at, uh, at Supercon right now. Like those guys are going to have a hard time, you know, with that if they don't know. So I, I think the, the overall point of this is to bring it up so that people are looking at their, at their contracts, they're asking questions um, and push back you guys, you know, there, there are these shows like I push back with, you know, with Dapper Days because I told him, I said, you know, one, it's the, the process is ridiculous. But two, this is an insane amount of money. Why do you keep people paying it? Why do you people keep paying it? Right. And nobody could under, nobody could like 
answer that question. They couldn't answer the question of why they were okay with still paying these insane amounts. Um, so I, I, it's, it's gotta be pushed back. Like people have to start pushing back. Yeah. But uh, what's our, what's our recourse? Well, because and that's at least New York, as far as New York goes, I mean, Supercon's probably a different story, but New York, it's like, Oh, I don't want to pay that. And they're like, okay, we'll bring someone else in that will. <laughs> that's the problem. Well, that's and it is it is the problem, and I, I think that uh, that that kind of leads us into our our next little rumor topic. But before we do that, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick couple of second break. I'm gonna get a glass of water, and Ryan is going to probably buy Meg some more shoes. Yeah, and make sure that that glass is uh, paid for because it's a dollar thirty five two in exactly. the kitchen. Okay. All right, we're back, and uh, I hope that uh, hope that glass of water was was uh, you know it, it quenched your thirst. It did last week when we recorded this uh, this section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we actually recorded this segment uh, earlier, a different day last week, and then we got some additional information. So instead of uh, putting it out there, luckily we got this information before we rolled out. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the new. I mean, what do we call it? It's not loaded rules. It's the so that let, let's 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 kind of roll this back. Um, and you know, me if you hear loud noises in the background, I'm uh, I'm at a hotel. You were at a hotel. Yes. So, um, continue. So, um, uh, you know, several weeks ago there were there was like a whole bunch of information floating around about um uh, about load in costs um with you know associated with uh with Miami Supercon now let's let's kind of walk it back for a second um a lot of people at Emerald City had to pay a lot of money exorbitant for, amounts yes um thousands of dollars yeah yeah like i i talked to one of my one of my uh my colleagues we'll call we'll call them a colleague um or in French, past, colleague yes <laughs> um i talked to him this weekend at, uh, at dallas and you know we were talking about um you know how much they had to pay for uh um you know for their load in or their load in slash out at emerald city and it it literally absorbed their entire profit and then some um so they were paying to be and, at, uh, at emerald city and, and they didn't know this was happening right they didn't know they were going to be hit with that exactly right which which makes it to me a hundred times worse like okay charge it but if you you know tell me up front so i can decide to you know not do it yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, people started kind of kind of looking into, you know, well, I guess before we do that, let's say what it is. So it's anything that's over what size was it? Um, well, at uh, at Emerald City, apparently it was anything like basically regular sprinter van, like the mm-hmm. not extended, um, not high roof sprinter vans. Um, so a U-Haul. Anything bigger than that? Well, yeah. one of the bigger U-Hauls, yes. Like a and yeah. and a high roof sprinter van, you know, would have yes. been included in that. There yeah. was a lot of stuff that was included that was like, whoa. So 
um, you know, people started kind of doing some research and they were looking at their Supercon contract. And like after doing some reaching out, um, it, it kind of got out of hand because there was, you know, there was talk of, um, you know, it costing anybody that had anything bigger than a minivan was what the original, the original talking points were. Um, if you had anything bigger than a minivan, you were getting charged like a dollar 38 or a dollar 48 a pound. Um, and you had 15 minutes to load your stuff in. Like that was the, that was the, that was the thing. And I got some revised information this past weekend that that is no longer the case. Apparently, um, if you've got something bigger than a sprinter, um, that's going to be the kind of the standard of measure, but you know, end of the day, I, I still think that it's wildly unfair that it's not like right there in big, bold print. Right. Um, but two, I, I think it's, I think it's something that, you know, we have to start talking about as vendors, like at this point, you know, we, we talked about it. It's funny because we did this. I, I was fired up in this, uh, the last time we did this segment, um, you know, because looking at some of these costs, like it's insane. And even now, you know, looking at like what it's going to cost some of these, uh, some of these vendors to do these shows, like how do they make money? Yeah. Like, and remember another thing, uh, you know, cause we're talking about this in, in terms of Supercon. I believe you don't even get tables, right? Am I wrong there? Um, I can't remember. I, I'm yeah, pretty sure I, you don't for that, but I, I mean, okay, that's that's an additional cost, and you know, it, it's yeah, I don't know, it's ridiculous, and, and they charge a lot of money for these booths. Exactly, know? and New York's um, going to be the same, and you know, as far as the union part, right? Well, and that's that's the question. That's like yeah. that's I mean, kind of what we talked about beforehand. Is yeah. like. The more it, I what, think about it, yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm super nervous for New York because, I mean, it's a it's an expensive booth, and what happens, like what happens if they if they hit us with this? Oh, by the way, we're not doing you know lend a hand anymore, or you know lend a hand is going to be, you know, this much, or you know you can only do lend a hand if you've got, you know, a, a vehicle this big, and what if I what if I decide to rent a vehicle because I've you know, decided I'm bringing more product like, and it's a, it's a, it's a high roof. Do, do I have to pay for that? Like it, it's one of those, Oh man. Right, Cause man. you know, at the end of the day, I got to make more money. Like I need to, I need to have the, uh, have the potential there. Don't like, if I don't make that money now, I'm, now I'm paying you're paying just to be there. Yeah. Is, yeah. Like who, who wants to do that? You want to leave with something. That's the whole point of this, you know, endeavor. That it, it is. It is. Um, you know, and I look, I'm, I'm very confident that the powers that be at these places are going to figure it out. Um, and if they don't, then they're going to hear about it and it's going to happen for one year. And that's it. Because, uh. 
they will they will feel the wrath of the entire vendor community. You know, they'll maybe maybe it won't be you know a uh, a coup, but it's it's sure going to be a lot of voices coming in. Well, here's the real question: Do you think that they're so big that they're like, oh well, you know, if you're not there, someone else will come in your place? And you know, that's that's a mentality that you know. That, that a lot of promoters, big and small, are starting to get, you know, that, uh, well, I've got a wait list a mile long, so I'll just, I'll move on to the next vendor. The problem is, I, and look, if one of you is the, is this kind of vendor, you know, I'm sorry, but there's a million fly-by-night vendors out there that, you know what, they order all their stuff off Wish or AliExpress or Alibaba, whatever, and, you know, they sell it and they're getting called out for, you know, selling, um, you know, selling knockoffs, selling whatever's, um, you know, and when you have a floor littered with that, your credibility as a con goes way down. Uh-huh. Um, you know, if I, if I'm, and I, I talked to a vendor, yeah, another vendor about this today, you know, if you're, if you're trying to populate your floor with nothing but large booths or new vendors, like brand new vendors, it's going to be tough. Yeah, because, because they build a rapport with us. You know? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah and all, your booth every year. You don't want to see what you have new, all this stuff. Yeah. Yep. And these, you know, the, these, hidden charges here and there and everywhere, you know, it's wild. I, this past weekend in Dallas, and we're going to kind of move on to the, uh, you know, to the, to the other, other craziness, you know, this weekend in Dallas, um, it was $300 for electric. Whoa, really? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I somewhere missed a electric email. So, because I've been doing about a million things at once. So that was my fault. But holy crap, man, 300 bucks for electric? Come on. To run, a, to run a cable that's probably six feet from your booth. Oh, dude, no. The uh, the box was, was in my booth. booth. Yeah, yeah. And when he brought it into the booth, it was literally an extension cord. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow. Okay, then. That's unreal. Right, three hundred bucks, man. Hand over fist, they're making it right. Indeed, in freaking deed. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I a little. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of run around to this other the the charges thing. You know, uh, Patrick from SKG was uh was talking to me the other day and uh i think it's uh los los angeles horrorcon has been courting him and you know he was like he was considering doing it as an alternative to la comic-con because la comic-con has gotten so expensive um but one of the beautiful things about la comic-con and you look if you're a west coaster you probably hate la comic-con um it's it's 
so many people don't like that show because it should be a better performing show. Yeah, it seems like they get the people in there, right? Um, they pack them in, man. Um, but they're finicky in LA. Like they just they don't they are. Um but you know, he was thinking, hey, let's do this as an alternative because you know, like Comic Con's so expensive, and it is, um, you know, sixteen, eighteen hundred bucks for a booth. And um this this horror con is like seven or eight hundred bucks, I think, for a booth. In the same location? In the same building. Wow. Now, here's the thing. Um, your booth doesn't come with anything. Oh. No pipe, and, no pipe and drape, no tables. Okay. Or no, sorry, you do get pipe and drape, no tables. Um, you can rent a, uh, rent a single table. I think it's like 125 bucks for the weekend. So if you have a corner, you'd need two. So 250 bucks plus let's, let's say your, your 800 bucks is what your booth is. Okay. Um, power is another 250 bucks. Jeez. So now, now you're at 1250 bucks, right? I think that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, if you, if you bring in, it, it's some sort of like, like it's a charge for bringing in your own product. Like you, you either get charged for bringing in your own product or the union charges you to bring it in. So either way you're getting charged to bring in your product. And I think he said it was going to end up running him like three or 400 bucks either way. You're literally at the same as what it's going to cost at LA comic-con to vend because now they've hit you with all of these little bitty charges. Yeah. Right. Just nickel and dime you. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, it, it goes back to the, um, the Dapper Day thing, you know, seven, seven bucks a box to, yeah. you know, to bring your stuff in. That's, that, that turns into a lot of money really quick. Um, you know, just like, just like with, uh, you know, with this horror show. So I, well, I just to put it in perspective, how many boxes did you bring in? Uh, I brought for uh, Dapper Day. Yeah. Um, I brought in. It was like, uh, like eighteen boxes, but I put that all that product into like four boxes. Wow. But because I I bought these massive moving boxes, um, and just put stuff into them, um, so I I kind of gamed the system a little bit. Hey, sometimes you got to cut corners, right? Yep, yep. Overall, I paid like I think it was like forty nine bucks um, extra, so I had seven extra boxes than what I was supposed to. Because um, they they give you like I think it's like three in, three out. That's not terrible, then. No, no. Um, so it was it wasn't terrible on my end, but I still feel bad for the lady that literally, literally gave away her entire profit because she didn't understand the. Uh, the the process there yeah that's sad i don't like i don't like that crap i mean just give me the price give me the price up front you know and then seven bucks per box really what are you getting out of that come on yeah exactly yep i uh, i agree 
So, you know, and that. What, oh, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you know, you're, you're paying to be somewhere. And if you think you can make money, cool. If you, you know, you're taking a business risk regardless. Um, I think people, we all forget that at the end of the day, we are businesses, all of us, including the con um, and including the convention center. And we're there to make money. So, you know, as much as it sucks, it's, uh, it's just a fact of life. Bad part is some of these smaller, you know, the, some of these smaller, uh, you know, vendors and artists are now, you know, taking shots, wondering if they, uh, you know, if they're big enough, if they're, you know, if they're good enough to, uh, you know, to go into these bigger shows. And I think, I think that's that's our next topic of discussion. Um, right, as right. soon as as soon as we finish up with uh, with this break, and I go take uh, take Willie out. All right. So now we're going to move into round three. Round three. So let's. Uh... What's going to be titled? Well, this particular part of it is going to finish up here. With our first long form is going to be um, when to go big. when to go big. That's way to put it. Yeah. Yep. Again for the uh, loud loud music. I don't know if you can hear it, but it's uh, nope. Yeah. Okay. Good. So when to go big. So where where are we starting? Uh, we're going to talk about you know vendors taking shots and so on and so forth. Yeah, because I mean you know we've mentioned some of the booth prices, like for example. LA is expensive or you know New York is expensive so when's a good time to take the plunge and go hey you know what I, th- I feel like I you know I can make some money here right yeah I and it's tough like, I guess my, my question to you is are we recording um yes we are because we just we typically have a little uh two second talk and then uh we just jumped right into this no no pre-prod needed yeah yeah wow this is uh this this first long form guy is uh well i mean because we had to because we had to redo that other one um i have to get it cut it all together and get it ready for tomorrow so i mean that's fair we are recording this late we are. It is uh, 10, 10, uh, 10 30 at night. So yeah. seven thirty on the on the west coast. Um, right, right. So I, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna take control of this one and kind of talk about the things that I've seen. Um, here lately I've seen a lot of vendors that are, you know, they're asking about like you know. Oh, tell me about, you know, what shows get over 25,000 people and, you know, what shows are good. And I I think that's, that's my, the very first thing I'm going to say is, look, we run a podcast that reviews shows, but I'm also not going to do all the research for you. Like, (laughs) like, I'm sorry, if you're, if you're a vendor that wants to jump into the deep end, do your damn research. Like I'm so tired of people expecting information from people. Like we give out free information on here, but 
I, I see it so, so, so often that, you know, that, that people are just looking for people to, you know, help them for nothing. Right, right, right. No, and you're right. I mean, we do review, but, you know, and, and we have no problem helping out wherever we can. But at the end of the day, we're not going to do everything for you, you know? Exactly. Um, and, you know, there, I, I, one of the things that I saw the other day, and it killed me, and I see this so often, is I'm thinking about doing Megacon. <laughs> what, what do I need to know? Well, first and foremost, you're not thinking about you're not doing getting, Megacon. You're not getting in. Yeah. If you do, it is by sheer luck. And if you have, and this is, this is the, the whole, this is the gist of this entire, this entire segment is if you have to ask, you're probably not ready. And that's so harsh and people are going to be pissed at me for saying it. But if you're asking what type of product do I need to do? You know, what, what, what advice do you have for me? Because I think I want to do this show. Um, you know, if you haven't done your research already, if you don't know about the show itself, if you're saying something like, I think I'm going to do Megacon, you don't know, you don't know anything about it. And you're, you're probably going to get destroyed. Um, you know, knowing, knowing when to move into, you know, those bigger shows, I, Ryan, I did, I did shows that had less than 2000 people for a year and a half before I even thought about trying to do a show that had more than that. So what, what was your hesitation then? When, when I was like, kind of, I guess, moving up through the, uh, through the ranks. Yeah. Um, look, I wanted, I wanted to have an understanding of my business, of what everybody that came to my booth was looking for. I wanted to, to know that my pricing structure was either profitable or not. Like I, I had tons of stuff that I was looking at. I wanted to make sure that I could bring enough product to a show to support everything that I needed to make. So you said you wanted to kind of understand your business. It's funny when, when we first started, I mean, we started in 2016 had like one of my good friends, you know, knew that Meg was an artist and was, you know, had a little Etsy shop going on. And it was like, Hey, you should do a comic con. And I was like, literally my words were, what the fuck's a comic con? (laughs) Hey, language, language, gangbanger. (laughs) Luckily, there happened to be a local one called PalmCon back then. It was a two-day, you know, two-day show, and we're like, "Hey, you know, we have some prints from, you know, that we that we ship out for Etsy stuff. So let's let's just go try this." We had literally maybe five of each print, if that, right, and probably six or seven different options, and a couple of originals because that's you know all we pretty much had at the time. So I remember coming in, and I, I want to say the booth was like one ninety nine. Oh man, those were the days. Yeah, and this Ooh. was just an artist table. You know, it was a very small venue. It was a two day show, and I just remember when we got there, we're like, "Oh, they'll have that. They'll have this. They'll have that." And so we get there, and it's literally a table and two chairs. And we were like, um, how do we just do we just put our stuff on the table? Like it just looks weird. And so we were. 
you know, just kind of fish out of water. Didn't and literally just walked around looking at the table. Look at this guy. Look how this guy's doing. Look how this lady's doing it. And you know, you you get you get some ideas because let's be honest, you have to kind of copy what you see, and then you can kind of innovate from there. But uh, that's how we did it. And then it's funny. So this, I, I can't remember what month it was. I have it written down, but offhand, I don't remember. But I, I do remember right after that show was over. You know, we made a profit. And you did Megacon. Yes. Yeah, so right after that show, it was like, we we're like, oh, what, what can we, what else could we do? And the next one we, we heard about was Megacon. And this was, again, 2016. So it was easier to get in. And it was like four months away. So we go online. And, and now it's like, oh, crap. The booth's like, again, artist table was like 350, maybe 400. And it was like, and I remember just going like, oh, man, where are we going to come up with the 400 bucks for that? You know? Had, again, no clue what to expect other than, okay, we know it's literally just a table. So we were a little bit more prepared. Right. And we had kind of a little display. And we had we got more prints and whatever. And I just remember after that show was over, I, I want to say we probably made like, I don't know, $2,000. And we were like, we are freaking rich. <laughs> like we, I mean, this was long before Meg's uh, bags and shoe fetishes. Thank the Lord, because it would have been <laughs> it would have been whatever you could find at Target at that point, right? <laughs> but that's kind of how it started. So we were the complete opposite of you. We were just like we took the plunge. Granted, there was a local show where we, you know, we go to Orlando all the time because of Disney at the time. So it was like whatever. We're going to Orlando. We'll if you know nothing else, we'll just go to Disney if it sucks. And I mean, and, and then we, uh, we probably, I think we did, there was one in, I think that was the year we did Paradise City, which was in Fort Lauderdale. Yep. You know, it's not even around anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember that con. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we just kind of found some from there. And then, you know, as you're doing them, then we, I think I want to say we did Supercon because that was the year we met Tim, friend of the show, Tim Hyde. Yep. And uh, him and Meg, <laughs> the, the way we got to know him was, we we pulled in and it was like july 4th weekend and it was like i want to say it was july 4th which is the greatest day in the history of the world yeah it's because it's your birthday because yes thank you um so we walk in there and meg has like um oh gosh what is the the drink that's like the fruity alcohol drink a mai tai no it's like not margarita but the one with like it's pina colada oh that's not it uh strawberry daiquiri yeah, it's like you, you make them in like a bottle. I don't whatever. Uh, okay. She had an alcoholic <laughs> beverage in a bottle and she, she was like, oh, does anybody want? And Tim was like, I'll take one. And, you know, Tim, he's like right over there. Here, I got, what do you know? I have a glass. Right. <laughs> so and that's how we got to kind of talking to him. And and, you know, and then you just you make friends. You just start talking to people and you learn about, oh, this this shows what's your next show. It's this one. Oh, let me look into it. And then you just kind of that's how we did it. So I didn't. I didn't do like you were saying, I, I didn't need to learn my business. I was in it just for the, you know, like, Hey, how can I, can I make a little bit of money? Can, you know, what, what else, what else can I do? And then, so as you're going to each of these shows, you steal a little bit from everybody, you know, and I hate to say it cause people are like, Oh, we're stealing my setup. Everybody does our setup. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's nothing new. Yeah. Our tablecloths are different than yours, you know? I'm a lot prettier than you are, so that's just how it works, you know. Wow, that's uh, um, that's that's incorrect, but okay. Um, My man. shoes are nicer than yours. Just I saying. mean, that's a fair statement. Okay, 
but yeah, I mean, and that's how we do it. So it's a little bit different. So when we're talking about when to go big, did I want to do New York? No, I didn't want to say, okay, I'm going to spend $2,500 on a booth when I was spending, you know, 400. So that was where I ran into the problem was like, where am I going to come up with? Cause now you're starting to put a few shows ahead. You know what I mean? You're planning. Okay. I got, I got to pay for three shows now. So that's, you know, let's say they're all 400 bucks. Cause it was just an artist table at the time. Now I'm out 1200, you know, then I got to think about hotels. Then I got to think possibly I got to think about flying or driving. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's the part that got a little worrisome for me because I didn't have a credit card with high balance available to just kind of throw, okay, let me chuck up 10 shows for, you know, 1600 here, 900 here, 2400 here. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't at that place. So that to me is the biggest hang up, but maybe we'll differ in this part. I think give it a shot, do one that's relatively close to home. So at the end of the day, you're not, you don't have to worry about flights or, you know, a 17 hour drive. You know what I mean? Where if let's say you do that long drive and you're miserable on the way home, you're going to want to kill yourself, you know, drive off a bridge embankment or something. Right. Maybe do, do one that's a little closer. So, you know, Megacon was two hours for us. So, and we did that, we've done that drive 6,000 times. So that's how I feel like it's go, just go for it. Just, you know, stay within your means in terms of trying to book too many at once. And that's where a lot of vendors, that's where it sucks, you know, cause in, October, November, December, you're paid, you're paying for shows all the way through, you know, April, May of June of the next year. And oh, you're out, please. In January, you're out I paid for a show in freaking September. Right. That's like. okay. And so you're, you're paying for shows six months or more out and you're, you know, you're probably in the whole 20 grand just, just for shows that haven't even happened yet. Yeah. I can't, I don't even want to say the amount of money that went out of my bank account. Right. You right. know, so that's, that's where I say the go big. I mean, I, I think you got to start that way. And I mean, I want to say the first year we did four, maybe five shows. And that was 2016. This year we're doing 42. 44. Yeah, but you, you've also got uh, – that's you know, you are not doing 42, 44. No, I have the best employee in the history of the world. She just happens to be my offspring. Exactly. And, and so, uh, But again, that's what I'm saying is you can grow your business, you know. You know, you start out with five, then the next year you do eight or you do 14. And then, hey, hey, I have a friend that's that could help me out. He comes to he or she comes with me to a couple of shows. Now, let me let them do a couple for me. So and then may, maybe they have a friend and then maybe, you know, what I mean, and you can build it that way. Let's let's circle around to a couple, something you said. And then I want to I want to backtrack to something that uh, that I had kind of brought up. Um, you you said stay within your means. And that is a that is a key component to this because oh right especially like, when you're first starting out yeah it's easier to take chances later you know but yeah go ahead well so like I'm I'm like you know don't you know know your business and this and that it, it that that's all massive things whenever you're you know whenever you're starting out as a, as a new business and you're looking to take some jumps. But one of the things that like you've got to remember is, or you have to take into consideration is if I don't sell, and I, this is the way that I always looked at it. If I don't sell a single thing at this show, is it going to ruin me financially? Like when I was first starting out, 
what happens if I have a terrible spot and I'm just going to call it out right now. Awesome con 2017, 2017. I, I didn't make my booth back at that show. Awesome con in the, in its freaking heyday. It's an expensive, it's an expensive show. It's an expensive show. I was the only booth on an aisle facing the wall, facing the very back of the center. That's why I've never been back. But, like, I didn't make my booth back. I lost money at that show in the height of show season. You know, mid-June, I was devastated. It didn't destroy the business, obviously, but it was a massive setback because everybody told me how good the show was. And it was up till that point, the most expensive show that I had done besides C2E2. Right. And, you know, it was very, very, I think, I think, and this is before you and I even met, but I, we were at that show. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was the last time we did awesome. Yeah, I just I can't I, I I couldn't justify doing the show anymore because it ended up being it ended up being one of those shows that like when I looked at the expenses and everything else, it just didn't it didn't make sense for me. Yeah, get. it's like when you're when you're all in, if you're out, let's just say all in, you know. F- flight or driving hotel and booth you're in three four grand before you walk in the door you're like all right i gotta make five or six just to be happy and is it even worth it for that and you know like is even possible because i mean you know based on prior performance you know you would say no you know so it's like well why am i gonna shell out that money but again sometimes you gotta take a few years off and try it again exactly Exactly. more than likely one year i'll uh I'll do it, but it is not this year. You're yeah, trying it this year. Yeah, we're, we're trying it again because um, I just remember it being really expensive, and we're not doing a booth. We're doing an artist. We have an inline in a corner, which I don't know if they offered that in years past. So we're going to try that. Uh, I'm going by myself so Meg can stay home, so I can stay at you know the Red Roof Inn. But it's actually on Father's Day this year, so Reese is coming with me as a you know, I get to have one of my kids with me. Right. But yeah. Right. So we're going to give it another go because, I mean, you know, why not? We had nothing going on. Why not give it a shot? You know? Well, and, and again, that just shows you where we are business wise. If this was three years, you know, forget COVID. Three years ago, uh, you know, we, we maybe we don't take that chance. We don't go, eh, you know, because when we did it last time, it was okay. You know, we made right. money, but I just don't think it was worth it to, to redo based on but at the time. So, yeah, you know, I think, it, 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 I don't know, where we are now business-wise, we can take more chances. I mean, heck, we're doing shows in Canada. You know what I mean? Well, we're doing shows in friggin' Abu Dhabi and France and Japan. So we take a few more chances. Are they all winners? No. You know, the France show, we lose money. We lose a lot of money. But we get to spend eight days in France. So and you get to go worse. to Disneyland Paris. So And we get to, yeah. And so it could yeah. be worse, right? Wow. That's true. And get our passport stolen and spend extra days. But, you know. Exactly. I wasn't going to go there. 
that's uh, continue. Sorry, I go on a rant sometimes. I'm very ranty. Oh, uh, well, hello. Have you met me? Um, <laughs> so, it, you know, one of the one of the things that we just talked about is well, actually, hold on. Let me let me hold that thought. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm over here telling people, hey, you know, know your business, this and that. And you're like, oh, just you know, wing it. Um, and, and there's yeah. there's literally like there's no good way to know when you should expand. But some of the things that we're gonna we're gonna cover now is things that you should probably consider. You know, the financial ruin if you if you don't make money, like you know, are, are you gonna be able to pay your rent? Um, you know, is paying $2,000 for, you know, for a booth, is that something, you know, or, you know, for an artist, $500 for an artist alley table, is right. that something that, you know, that you're like, oh yeah, that's fine. Or is it something that you're like, oh man, that's a lot of money. Gosh, because the, the next step is what do you have to like, what do you have to sell for it to be profitable? Because, I can't tell you, Ryan, the amount of freaking artists, and I'm going to pick on artists for a second, that are like, well, I made my booth back and I covered my expenses. Yeah, yeah. So what? like we talked about in the first segment about how, uh, you know, ten. If what was the, someone said, if you make 10%, you should be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. That, that's not the case. I'm sorry, artists you guys have literally some of the lowest costs of anyone on that floor besides the guests. You should not be happy with right. breaking even. You haven't paid yourself. Yeah. It, like, it you, baffles my mind that somebody has what they, you know, quote unquote, a business is going, hey, I'm happy to break even. That's not yeah. how business works. <laughs> and, and look, if it's a show... Like, you know, when, when I was doing wholesale shows, you know, when I did that Dallas wholesale show or when I did the, uh, you know, the wholesale show in, uh, in Mississippi, um, you know, one of those shows, I didn't sell anything at the show, but I was able to use that show to get my name out there to a couple of places. And I've since had orders from them. So at the end of the day, it wasn't a total wash. It sure as hell wasn't a success, but I'm also happy that I broke even because I thought the show was going to be a loss. There's a complete difference between that and going, oh, well, you know, I was here all weekend long. I spent, uh, you know, I spent 27 hours at the show you know, setting up and, and at the show. And then, you know, I spent another, um, you know, 12 hours traveling and I was, you know, I was away from my job because I took Friday off, you know, I was away from my job for a day, but I broke even, I didn't, you know, I didn't lose money setting up. Okay. Well, how much did you make? Oh, I think I did like $110 over costs. You lost yeah. money. Yeah. Like, like, not, you could stay home and make more stuff than make more than the hundred, hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could literally, and this is the, this is the bad part. I could literally send out emails to 
half a dozen of my customers saying, Hey, um, I'm doing this new haunted mansion thing. Are you interested in it? And they would be like, what? And that would that, be the end. They would say that through an email. That's amazing. That would, that would actually be like the, the letters that they would spell out as W H A A A A A A T question mark, question mark, explanation point. <laughs> I can, I can read it right now. Um, but no, right, like, yeah, no, you're right. You could do, you could do so much more work and make that back. Even, I mean, yeah. back, even, even if it's a thousand dollar profit, you know, like uh, some, some places, some businesses you're, you're pumped. Hey, I made a thousand bucks profit this weekend. Some places are like this, like when we were bringing Megan to all the shows, okay, we made 1200 bucks. Well, she could have stayed home and done an original for somebody and made that much, <laughs> you know, or I, we could have run a sale and had, and I wouldn't have to leave my home and be away from my kids and my wife. You know what I mean? Like for yep. all the, for three days and, you know, I mean, granted I can hang out with Willie, which is cool, but but you know what I mean? It's like, so that's, that's another part you have to actually take into account. What is considered a win for you? You know, obviously a hundred dollars is not a win. You got to be making X, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and look, so that's, that's what you got. I mean, it's going to vary from show to show. Some, some shows you're going to make 1500, some shows you're going to make 15,000 in profit. So you gotta, you gotta look at what's, what's the minimum that you can make to where you go. Okay. I'm, I'm good with this and I will be back here next year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, I have this, you should pay yourself 30 bucks an hour. And See, I never look at it like that, but I, I know a lot of people who do, and that's another way to do it. It's another way to look at it. I mean, it makes sense. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, because I'm not the talent, I'm just the eye candy. I, I, I'm, you know, if I go to a show or like I get to hang out with you or Adam or Tristan, you know what I mean? Like, anybody that I hang out with, if I get to hang out with you guys for the weekend and I make make a little bit of money, I'm okay with it, you know? But if I do that three, four weeks in a row, it's like, well, crap. I, you know, if it's not that great of a, you know, not that much money, I'll be like, crap, I'd rather be around my kids and, you know, go golfing with, you know, with Sonny, do something with Max, do something with my daughter. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the part that, that kind of weighs into it. Or, you know, go, go shoe shopping with Meg, you know. And you you don't get shoes, but she does. Right, right. Mine yes. always come. Mine always come through the mail. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like you, you gotta you gotta look into those kind of factors. But I I mean the, the money the hourly one makes sense, but I, it doesn't make sense. I I don't I don't think it makes sense for me because I, you know I I'm much less because I'm just the mule lugging everything around. Well, and I think the 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 thing that like why it, it, it makes sense for the people that run the business. <clears throat> if you're, you know, if it's like for me, I, I'm the one, you know, I'm the one that's doing it. Patrick, you know, with SKG is the one that's doing it. Um, you know, Tim, he's the one that's doing it versus like the people that help out or whatnot. Um, like if you're not making, if, if I'm, at a show and I'm there for, you know, 45 hours, you know, if I've got 45 hours invested in that show, I, I'd, I'd really, really, really like to make, you know, what? 
1350 bucks profit for myself. Like, I feel like that it's not a terrible ask. Right, right. Okay. You know, to be, to be able to pay myself for, you know, a weekend, weekend at a show. Now, not everybody's going to be able to do that. You know, some people are going to be going to be like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm okay with, with $20, you know, $20. Right. And that's, that's the part. I mean, Hey, if again, I don't know your business model, if you're happy with $20 profit, more power to you. I, but I will advise you that that's not a very good business model. Exactly. That's, um, you know, that's on you at that point, you know? Yeah. And you know, it look, find, find, find what works best for you where you're making money. And it, right. and, but, and then we all, and I think you and I both, we, we differ in this respect and I'm just like, go for it. Give it a shot. Just try start out with a local show, a local big show, a biggest one in the area, and then branch out slowly from there. But, you know, you say, you know, learn the, learn the ropes, learn the, learn your business. You know, you have, you have a different outlook on it. So I don't know how much help we're going to be on this, <laughs> on this one. For... Well, and look, you, ha you have a different perspective because you're an artist, you know, or, well, you're not. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Right. Meg is an artist, you know, for right. me, when I was, you know, when, when I was in the, uh, when I was a, a brand new kid in the vendor streets, um, <laughs> I just, I think about, uh, think about not knowing anything. Like I, I can't tell you how many times I forgot <clears throat> a screwdriver to put my stuff together. Oh, so hang on. That leads me to another another thing. I have a checklist that I have. I, I print one off for every show before I leave, and it has a list of everything that I need, and I make sure that I have all those things because I've I mean, I've forgotten, <laughs> I've forgotten stupid crap all the time from markers to I actually forgot prints one time, you know, so it, it, yeah, so I had to have I had to have it was Megacon. I forgot a box of our prints. I had to have Meg's dad meet me halfway. You know, Hold on. To meet what, what, up, to pick was up. this last year? It was two years ago. Yeah, it was actually two years ago and three years. So three years ago, not this one we just had, not last year. The year before, I forgot our brand new tablecloths, the ones that she had made for the you know for that show. We were oh, debuting. Right. So I had to meet Joe at Yeehaw Junction. So it was an hour drive and, you know, an hour for him, an hour for me to meet. And then the, the next year, I forgot all of Meg's clothes. And, you know, we, we all know she likes to dress, you know, above and beyond at these shows, you know. Right, I forgot right. Her, she had a garment bag and I left it hanging over the banister. And here's the <laughs> it's a side story. But so some of you may know we have an electric car. And it's a newer one, um, so it, it doesn't get – it's not a Tesla. So it doesn't get, I guess, the mileage that the Tesla gets because it's kind of a sports car. <laughs> um, so he had to meet me. The car was fully charged, and I was like, Joe, forgot her garment bag. We need it. Meet me you know, meet me again. He was like, oh, geez, deja vu. So I was like, you can take the Porsche. I'll meet you. I'll meet you there. So we meet. You know, he's all happy. He gets to drive it. You know, he's driving like a maniac. And then I leave. I get back to the show. He texts me and he's like, we have a problem. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? He's like, well, GPS says I'm 40 miles from home. And the battery says 23 miles till empty. 
<laughs> so he had to uh find a Porsche dealer to uh charge the battery and it was uh it was a it was a big debacle. It was a big like he almost ran out. Like it was crazy. So <laughs> but yeah, that's the it here posted on fumes there. Um yeah, literally, literally. But um but yeah, I mean uh, the checklist has ever since then that and I have makes clothes as one of the items on the checklist. That's but ever hilarious. since then I go through this checklist every single time. I have a ton of them printed, and every show I pull one out, and I got this, got this, got this. And there's been numerous times where I forget something stupid, like a pair of scissors, you know? So I have a baggie now where I have, it's like scissors, post-its, um, screwdriver, you know, pliers, um, what else, stickers, uh, all kinds of just little odds and ends that I may need, a pen, and I keep that in the bag, and I—that's just something I make sure I grab every time. So it's all of it in one fell swoop. So yeah, I think that's a great idea for anybody who's—if you're not just starting out, even if you've been doing it forever—it's not a bad idea to have a checklist because you never know. I mean, we've been doing it years, and I just forgot something. You know what I mean? Oh, I—I so, I, I laugh because because <laughs> Patrick, um, you know, Pat Patrick, and I shouldn't laugh at this, and I shouldn't talk about it, but. Um, there was a show where he ended up like, for whatever reason, he was, you know, in a rush <laughs> he got to the show and he realized, oh crap, I've forgotten my, uh, his ba basically one of the components that makes everything work with his product. And he's like, well, this sucks. He flew home, got the stuff and flew back. It was crazy. Um, yeah. Like it was like, nope, gotta go. Gotta get my stuff. So he, uh, he ended up, he, he knocked it out of the park, but like, that's the whole, you should definitely do a checklist. Cause you know, what happens if you forget something integral like that? Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> Let's see what else. Do, what else? What else are we going to talk about with this? You know, when when to go big? Um, you know, for for my point, there is there is wisdom that comes with doing, you know, doing smaller shows and building yourself up because you understand how much product you need for blankety blank show you know for that size of show because you know that that's another thing you know hey yeah the the table's not gonna not gonna you know financially wreck you but you also need product for that show um right. and you don't have any type of reference for what you need to have um you know because you've never done done a show that size before so it's it's one of those things where you know, for you, you guys, you guys have, have prints that you can order and the, the, the cost on them is not massive versus someone right. selling product. You know, they have a large expense that they have to undertake to do one of these bigger shows. Um, and I can tell you, there's no exact science to product. Oh, not know, I, mean, I, I keep an inventory of what I bring and what I come home with at every single show. And like, you know, I'll be like, oh, Indiana, for example, I sold, you know, 10 of this print, 12 of this print. I didn't sell any of this one. So I, next year, I'm not going to bring, I'll bring one of the one I didn't sell any of. And that'll be the one I'll like, I, I have to, I have like seven requests for. 
And it's like, Jesus Christ, I couldn't, I couldn't hand, I couldn't give you these things last year. Now I'm freaking selling, you know what I mean? So there's no exact science. You're going to, I don't think the best bet is to just bring 50 of everything because that's just stupid. But I, there's a middle ground there that I, you know, I, some shows I'm perfect. Some shows I'm a little less, some shows I'm a little more. So you're never going to have it spot on every time. No, no. And look, I, you're never in today in post COVID cons, you are never going to know what's going to sell. Ryan, I used to, before, before COVID, I used to be able to say, okay, I'm going to C2E2. I need to bring Harry Potter stuff. I need to bring comic book stuff. Um, I need to bring retro movie stuff and whatever major guests they have. I need to have something for them. Right. And that's a good, that's actually a very good thing to bring up is the guests. So find the guests and kind of stick around that fandom, you know, for some of the major ones. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. But now, now it's, it's a crapshoot, dude. Right. You I know, mean, I can't tell you how many times, you know, we have the Ahsoka print and, uh, you know, if Ashley Eckstein's there or Rosario's there, I'll bring, oh, there, she's, you know, one of them or both of them is there. Let me bring 20 of these Ahsoka prints. I'll sell two. And then some shows I'll bring five and it's like, crap, I sold out on Friday. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's weird. It's very weird, but that you're right. That is post COVID. It's very strange. Yeah. It, it used to not be like that. Like it was very right. like guest merch driven and now it's not. Um, uh-huh. But moving back to the, we're talking, we're talking about how to run your business versus yeah, when, to, when to jump in. We're getting um, late. Yeah, we are. Um, well, it's getting late. I mean, geez. And we're yeah. uh, we're getting we're getting more awesome. Um, it's going to be a sloppy taco Dallas, sloppy taco palace day tomorrow, because um, because you're right across town from me. Um, yeah. So you, I, I see. You know, we've got some friends that are like, oh, you know, we need we need shows that have you know blank thousand or more people. That's the other thing that like people think that just because a show has a large amount of attendees that it's going to translate into a large amount of sales. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily true. No, you can have a 2000 person show and make just as much as a 20,000 person show. You know, I obviously odds are it's, it's much harder, but it, it's definitely happens. Yeah. I mean, I had, I did, I did a show and that the show tr- traditionally brings in between 15 and 19,000 people. And I ended up, I think I did almost $10,000 at that show, which for that amount of people, not bad. Um, same, you know, same, uh, same year, I did a show that had reported 68,000 people. Would you like to know how much money I did at that show? course 6200 bucks oh right yeah lots there's a massive difference there like a stupidly massive difference you know would think that you know it would scale right up but it doesn't um and you know there's a million reasons why it didn't but just because a show is bigger doesn't mean that it's always going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, perform better for you because you've got, you know, you've got more attendees. 
um, you know, knowing, knowing when to bump up, you know, do you, do you have people seeking you out? Have you built yourself a, a reputation locally? Do you have a following on Instagram? You know, I, I followed Meg before I even knew you guys, um, you know, cause I, I had, I had one of her pieces already. Um, <clears throat> and I was like, Oh my God, her stuff's so good. And it's Disney and I like it. And, you know, we, we got to know each other and now I, re- and then I realized, Oh, I follow Meg already. Um, but like, it, it, do you have that following? Do you, you know, are you going to be able to post on Instagram? Hey, I'm going to be, you know, cause you're from Baltimore. Hey, I'm going to be at planet comic-con in Kansas city. Um, you know, get the word out. If, uh, you know, if you follow me in the Midwest, because I can't tell you the amount of times that I see people complaining that they didn't do well at a show and they did nothing to promote themselves was my first time there and I didn't do anything or God, this is going to strike a nerve with some people. (laughs) That's what we do here. Does your display look like crap? Like, like, I'm sorry, but like you, you've got to have a, a display that catches the eye that draws people in. You know, when when, when you're, when you're wanting to make that jump, um, you know, you got to make sure that you're ready for that. You got to, you know, you can't, you can't look like, and this is again, not picking on anybody, but you can't look like the artist that does four shows a year and, you know, binder clips, all of their artwork to wire grid and their tablecloth. Like it, it can't, you can't do a show like Megacon, New York Comic-Con, Anime Expo, Anime New York, with that type of presentation and expect it to be successful. And I think that's, maybe that's the the point that I'm trying to make with the whole, like, like, you know, learn your business, not really pay your dues, but pay your dues type, you know, type thing. Um, it, you need to you need to grow with the size of right right and that's the important part yeah yeah grow with the size of the show that you're doing that's that's what i'm trying to get to god it took long enough yeah it's only been 45 minutes but yeah, yeah exactly hey 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 um <laughs> talk about ranty jeez uh, right um no i you know i i think at the end of the day if you want to do a show do the show but i don't exactly you know i also don't want i don't want people to get jaded soured whatever it is because they didn't do well at a show and none of us which leads me to my next point they're not gonna all be what oh they're all bangers (laughs) yeah exactly Look, and so, we haven't we haven't done the review for Dallas this past weekend, but you know it it was a banger for a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of limps, a lot of people limping going on. Yeah, um, me, I it was it was the other other direction. You know, I did a little bit more than I did last year, but you know, I'll fall on the sword for a lot of that because I didn't get there till Friday morning. Like there was a lot of stuff that was going on. So, like, 
I contributed to my own non smashing, you know, show. So, you know, it happens. Yeah. They're not going to all be gangbangers. I think we can go ahead and call it a, call it a wrap. What do you think? Uh, you know what? And I think that's good because we're not going to hit uh, that full hour and a half. Do yeah, we were close. Yeah, we were close. So this yeah. is the first one, you guys. Um, thank you for hit listening with, all the way through. Yeah, and hit us with any topics that you'd like us to discuss. You know, uh, people have been commenting, so we appreciate it. That definitely helps. And, uh, you know, let us know any topics. We have some ideas, but it's always good to hear what you guys want to. Exactly. And anybody that uh, they, that came up to me or Ryan this past weekend in Dallas, um, thank you for introducing yourselves. There's a, it feels like every week we're, uh, we're, we're picking up more and more people that are like, Hey, we listen religiously. Um, so we appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. It's really cool. And they're like, Hey, I know your voice. Right. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It was so funny. There was, uh, um, there was a girl and I, I talked to her and she didn't get to come back by and it really sucks. Cause I, I, I wanted to talk to her about stuff. Um, but I had like, she walked by and I like kind of geeked out on her sleeve and, uh, I was like, Oh my God, her sleeve's great. Uh, um, and then I said something to somebody and she literally stopped dead in her tracks and spun around and came back and was like, do you? And I was like, Oh my, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And it was, it was great. Cause like I, I've seen that reaction a couple of times where they hear like, Oh, <laughs> you're the podcast douches. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, um, yeah. What do we want to say to everybody? Uh, thank you all for coming out. God bless. Good night. Not sponsored by Sloppy Taco Palace. No. See you. <laughs>